You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Today, what can I say? I know. I know I always say this, but another cool interview, of course, because we only have the coolest people to interview on the Traffic and Leads podcast. Otherwise, it wouldn't be the Traffic and Leads podcast. So who's up today? Who's up to bat? Mr. Kevin Donlin at Marketing Multipliers. Regardless of how awesome at marketing you are or how many podcasts on marketing you've listened to, please, please, please listen to this episode because Kevin is so unique. He has a lot of really good marketing ideas and just fundamentally, he is really awesome and you're going to learn a lot. Like I have been in marketing for 10 plus years. I've been doing this for a very long time. And Kevin actually uh, sheds, you know, shed some light for me on a couple of topics. So make sure you listen to this episode. Kevin is a copywriter and marketing advisor for clients, both big and small, delivering sales gains of more than a million on multiple occasions with web pages, email promotions, sales letters, and print ads. He tells us about this cute little trick he does called a paper email. And it's something we should all utilize in our business because it's pretty cool. So make sure to listen to this episode. I know I keep saying that. Before we get there, I of course have to tell you about the clicktechnique.com. What is the click technique? The click technique is a powerful system that we utilize here at trafficandleads.com to make online marketing finally work for you. Make sure you check that out at theclicktechnique.com. There's a free five-day crash course that will walk you through it. So make sure you get signed up for that because you're obviously here because you want more traffic and leads and the place to start would be the click technique. It's a wonderful technique. It's awesome. And just for fun, what's one of the questions that was asked in the click technique private Facebook group? It was, hey, I'm taking XYZ's class in 123 marketing or 123's class in ABC's Facebook ads galore, marketing, whatever, like whatever classes or courses or whatever you're taking, does the click technique kind of crash into them? Does it help them? What does it do? Is it a supplement or should you only believe one over the other? Guess what? That's one of the strengths of the click technique is in the click technique, in the five day crash course, you're going to learn about the fundamentals of online marketing, literally You shouldn't be doing any other online marketing. You shouldn't do Facebook ads. You shouldn't do any of this crazy stuff without the foundation. And the click technique is that. Of course, there is more advanced ways to view the click technique and more advanced systems in the click technique, like launches and making a ton of money through Facebook groups and all those things. But you really can't do that till you have a foundation. And to find out that foundation, it's at theclicktechnique.com. So let's dive into this awesome interview with Mr. Kevin Donlin with Marketing Millionaires. Find out what a paper email is. We'll talk to you guys on the other side. Hey, Kevin, welcome to the Traffic and Leads podcast. So glad that you could make some time for us today. Uh, Terrific to be here, Lindsay. Thanks so much for having me on today. Sure. So you might be admitting a little bit of your age here, but you've been doing online marketing since 1994. Is that true? Yeah. So I guess in internet dog years, I'm about (laughs) 500 years old. Yeah. Which means 
you know a lot about what's going on and how fast things change and how it used to be and how it is now. So if you don't mind, like I'm guessing online marketing back in 1994, I was not doing it back then. I was still in high school. So uh, I guess it was a lot different back then. Can you kind of paint, paint the canvas for us of what it was like and what kind of results you were getting? Yeah, it was it was a couple steps removed from cave painting, I suppose. And, and <laughs> but there, there was actually now that you mention it, there was actually an internet yellow pages back in 1994. There were so few websites that they oh. called a yellow pages book. You could buy it. It was probably three inches thick. But yeah, there was a, so to find a website, you consulted the internet web pages. This was about 1995, I suppose. That's when the web really came online. I had, I should have kept them. There probably were something. I just pitched them. But I mean, the you know the the paradigm hadn't shifted in people's heads. We just didn't know what to think about this thing called the web. So the way to organize it would be, of course, in a book. Yeah. So there was a yellow pages for websites. Uh, wow, I've never book. heard that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so my start was 1994. There was no web at the time. the The latest technology was called Gopher. It was named that because it was invented at the University of Minnesota here, where I am. That's their mascot. And it, Gopher was a way to organize uh, FTP sites. I don't want to get too technical, but it was, ba- it, was, it, was only, it was popular for like six months. And then the web came about and then Gopher just vanished in the midst of time. But I was using this thing called Usenet, which is a series of news groups, which were, you know, forums, basically discussion forums. And at the time, in late 1994, I um, was frequenting these, these uh, discussion groups and I started doing some research. And I found that with a little bit of legwork, you can actually find a job on the Internet if you went to the right news groups because people, really forward-thinking companies were posting job listings. So I was functioning sort of like a a low-level Yellow Pages, I suppose. I specialized in collecting information about job listings. And my ebook, I didn't call it that at a time because ebooks didn't exist. But 1994, I just called it a special report. It was called How to Find a Job on the Internet. Wow. You mailed a check to me for $10 US. You had to mail it to my post office box and write your email address in the memo line. And I uh, went down the... Uh, yeah, this is 1994, remember? This is the fall, late <gasps> fall. So I would get the checks every couple of days and email the report to people to their email address, which was written down on the check. That is <laughs> crazy. And they were all like AOL addresses, right? Yeah, pretty much CompuServe, AOL. I had something called Netcom, which was my internet service provider. But yeah, there was a handful of them, correct. And uh, it, was, it was like, what am I doing? I don't know. But it was just, you know, I quickly, I learned about the internet. I was living in Tokyo in the spring of 1994. I'll never forget, I was standing in the Kinokuniya bookstore in Tokyo, reading this computer magazine because I was researching big honking gateway computers. There was the size of your desk. The monitor was the size of a small condominium and these big things. And there were these articles about this thing called the internet. And I thought, well, what is this? And the more I read about the internet, this was May 1994. I just thought that's just the coolest thing ever. I've got to find a way to you know make my living on the internet. So very early on, I just realized whatever this internet thing is, I'm going to earn my living on it. And I ended up doing just that. I was fortunate. I never was smart enough to quit. I just never quit. We could go on. Obviously, there's probably six hours of, you know, cool stories in there. Yeah. War stories from the beginning. And then um, I ended up with a marketing communications firm in 1995. I was hired largely because I had an email address on my resume. They'd never seen one before. This guy's a techno whiz. And uh, so they hired me. And uh, our biggest client was Federal Express. And they had this new thing called a website. It was FedEx.com. 
And that was the spring of 1995 now. And they needed help answering the customer uh, emails that were coming in. There were about five emails a day, maybe six on a busy day. Oh, wow. A whole six. Wow. And there were six. I'll never forget the the website had six web pages total, actually, in 1995. So there were six web pages. And they needed a guy to help people answer their questions. You know, where's it was typically variations on, you know, where's my package? Or I was in the shower and the guy came and he left me a note and how do I get my package? So I was doing, you know, triage and emergency, you know, tech support for fun. I think that is fascinating. Like, why is this not on, on your one sheet, Kevin, where it says, the first guy to manage the FedEx no, website. because I was, well, I was working for my client. She was actually the first. Oh, okay. She quickly was losing her mind, said, we need help, you know, with this. And But I did work for the guy who, um, he ported the FedEx uh, tracking feature from an intranet, which was an internal network that only FedEx employees used, to the internet, which was a public-facing web page that anybody can use. And all the people, he was his name is Robert Hamilton, certified genius, fascinating guy. He was a VP and they said, no one wants to track their package. And what's this website thing? Anyway, people just call 1-800-GO-FEDEX. And he said, well, let's just give it a try. So boom, uh, all of a sudden, you know, FedEx, these darlings of this thing, it was called electronic commerce marketing. It was this big unwieldy term. It's e-commerce. That was 1995. And the, we were in all the magazines for about two, three years because it was one of a handful of websites that actually did something useful. The other one was a website called Hot, 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 where you could... All they sold was hot sauce and you could buy what? hot, <laughs> hot, 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 hot.com. I have no idea where, where they are or if they made a million bucks or yeah. what. Yeah. It was like, uh, we were freaking frack. Whenever one would appear in a magazine story, you know, they would all, they would feature FedEx and then hot, hot, hot. They were like the two websites that did something useful. And so, oh my uh, goodness. So my claim to fame is that I was the equivalent of a mechanic for the Wright brothers. I was kind of present at the creation of something very cool. And um, by keeping my eyes and ears open, I learned a few things. And so I ended up going out on my own in 1998. And I've been writing persuasive copy as best I can online and off ever since for clients. And so marketing is the constant for me going back to 1994. Wow. Okay. So let's fast forward. Now we're, we're in 2017 and you, uh, you're, you run a couple of businesses and mm-hmm. t- tell us about those. So I have two businesses. One is called Client Cloning Systems. That's basically me as a copywriter and a marketing advisor. My clients are typically doing 2 to $20 million in revenue, often selling a service, often with an e-commerce website, five to 50 employees. And these are people who are doing well. They just want to do better. So my projects for them typically go five to $78,000 in scope. It's a lot of research and writing. I'm pretty good at what I do. And I, I try to combine online and offline marketing for these clients. So pretty much anything is fair game. Email promotions, web page copy, direct mail, print ads. Those are kind of the four legs that I'll typically you know, build uh, something with. The other business I have is called Marketing Multipliers. And that is for people doing anywhere from a quarter million, 200,000 to up to a million or 2 million. I have bigger clients who are members, but Marketing Multipliers is a monthly subscription service. And every month you get a box in the mail with uh, a, typically a chocolate surprise inside. I can explain why later, but it's typically a tool that I invent every month based on you know the skills I'm using for my clients. So think of client cloning systems as my copywriting skills. And then Marketing Multipliers are tools that you know make you not need to pay all the money for my skills. Marketing Multipliers is very inexpensive. It's $29.95 a month. And uh, my members really like it. That's really cool. So can you give it, tell us about the chocolate and tell us like what was last month's 
tell us all about last month's surprise. Okay, cool. So the chocolate is there because even though I got my start in online marketing, I'm a big believer in making tangible connections with clients and with people who matter. By that, I mean, if you're passively taking in a message online, no matter how good it is, you know, it's bits and bytes, it's on a screen, it's intangible. And it can never make the kind of impression on you that a tangible physical experience can. So when you shake hands with somebody, that's worth like, you know, 25 emails. Phone call is worth five or 10 emails. Uh, A meeting in person is worth 10 to 20 emails. It's always more valuable and more effective to meet people offline in the flesh. And so the easy way to do that, of course, is to deliver a direct mail piece. And I like to use a sneak attack method. I like to put chocolate in with my mailings whenever I can figure out a reason, invent a reason to do so. Chocolate is from the same chemical family as cocaine, I believe. And it's it's kind of the poor man's cocaine. It's the legal version of it. It sets off all kinds of, you know, pleasant uh, chemical reactions in your brain. And, you know, no one's ever unhappy when they're munching chocolate. So I try to get chocolate into your hands while you're reading my sales message. And by default, you're going to be in a pretty good mood. You're going to be pretty receptive and you're going to kind of associate you know, num, 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 chocolate, num, 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 Kevin Donlin, num, 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 mm-hmm. it's, you know, mm-hmm. it's remote control, uh, perfectly legal, perfectly ethical, but it's perfectly a, legal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's an example of tangible marketing, uh, and it sets off completely different, uh, chemical reactions in your brain compared to passively taking in information on a website. So, you know, really anything you can do to make a physical connection with your prospects or clients is going to put you in the lead in terms of making sales or resales or getting referrals from your clients. You just the faster and sooner, you know, the sooner you get tangible with prospects and clients, the better your business is going to be 99 times out of 100. There's almost no business that can't be improved by getting a tangible message into the hands of your of the people who matter. Awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So let's talk a little bit more about marketing multipliers. Do you online market that company like to get more people in signing up for that? Or how do you market that? Well, that's a fair question. Yeah. The answer is yes. I market online and offline because I take my own medicine. So I have direct mail pieces going out to lists that I rent and I promote it that way. But I also promote it with uh, blog posts and with ads on LinkedIn, occasionally Facebook and into my email list. So I, you know, I get, I take my own uh, advice. I also speak about it whenever I can. I do seminars whenever I can locally and nationally. But yeah. Marketing multipliers is typically, it's going to be a tool every month that I send to folks. And I can give you some examples in a moment, but there are things that I've proven in my own business and they're based on the idea of force multipliers. Let me digress a bit. Force multipliers, it's a military term. A force multiplier is anything added to your uh, to a fighting force, which increases the effectiveness of that fighting force. An example could be your your weapons, your morale, your training. You know, the Navy SEALs will win almost any f- battle one to one because they have superior training, they have superior weapons, and they're just gonna you know they're gonna be better than you because they've got all these force multipliers in their favor. Awesome. I like that. It's a simple concept. Anyone can get that, right? So I thought a couple years ago is when I first got the idea. What if I took that idea and, you know, borrowed it for marketing? What would marketing multipliers be? What would, you know, what's a small little thing? Typically, ideally, it's going to be simple, right? Because every entrepreneur is being 50 plates at a time. Marketing multipliers are also designed to be low cost or no cost. And then they're often designed to be tangible. So these are simple, low cost, no cost, tangible things you could do in your business to make your marketing more effective. And I can give you some examples of these. 
But again, the idea being you can hire me for 20, 50 grand, you know, my skill is not cheap, but you can get my tools for pennies on the dollar. It's the same thing as, look, you can spend, you know, a couple hours learning how to make a fire with a bow drill and some wood chips, or you can strike a match. So it's, it's the difference between skills and tools. I'm trying to create tools for business owners so that they don't need expensive, time-consuming skills. That's kind of the, the big idea behind marketing multiplier. I love it. Yeah. Give us a couple examples there, Kevin. So um, in my book, which, and I can tell people in a few minutes how to get a free copy, by the way, just a little hint to keep you listening. Um, one of the, the marketing multipliers people really like is called the paper email. And this is a tool I invented uh, quite accidentally in 2009. I had been to a Jay Abraham seminar, heard Seth Godin speak. He actually appeared by telephone. He called in. I think there wow. was Seth on stage while we listened to him talk, but it was worth it. He's, he's a genius. And so he gave this great talk and I thought, I'm going to send Seth an email and thank him for, for speaking. And I was about to push the send button. And I realized, well, wait a minute, you know, he's going to get 150 other emails and probably won't even see mine or he won't register with him. So I'll mail, I'll send it FedEx. My first thought was FedEx, but I thought, well, that's 30 bucks. That'll get there. It'll get open. But is there another way I could fax it to him? And I thought, well, what if I just print this email and stick it in an envelope? So that's what I did. I was about to hit the send button. Instead, I hit the print button. And I put in a PS that said, I sent you this paper email to make absolutely positively sure I would get through your spam filter tricky ha 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 right and uh, i sent it to him in an envelope and forgot about it and about five six days later i got a voicemail from seth unfortunately i didn't pick up the phone i was working but he was calling from his car i could tell because i could hear the background noise he said hey kevin i just wanted to thank you for your super nice note wanted to let you know i got it thanks very much and i thought well that's interesting i just got one of the busiest most successful you know guys in marketing to, to call me and that was an accident. That was a nice, happy little accident. Can I make this happen, you know, on purpose all the time? And so I started sending out paper emails and I gave it, it evolved over time, right? Like most things, the, the first effort wasn't the best effort, but because I got through a lot of bad versions, I got to a really good version fairly quickly. And it has a title at the top, the format I share in my book, it says paper email in big red letters. And the opening says something along the lines of why did I send you this paper email question mark? I wanted to make absolutely positively sure I got through your spam filter. And then the rest of it is basically, you know, whatever you're going to send by email, you just print the thing. And I'm guessing it's in its format, like an email, like with the two and the, the front. You can do that, oh, certainly. So cool. You can do that. I like, I like that format a lot. But I'm not suggesting or insisting. I don't want to. The key here is I want to lower the barrier to resistance in the minds of, you know, busy entrepreneurs. Because most entrepreneurs think they're too busy for direct mail, can't make it work, or they tried it and it didn't work, it's too expensive, whatever. So this is easy. You can push the damn print button and sign it, of course. You should sign it. And you put it in an envelope. Uh, hand addressing is best. Live stamp is kind of a must. And just make it look like a personal envelope. And I can tell you from experience that you know when you send someone a personally hand-addressed envelope with a live stamp, it's going to get opened about 80 to 90% of the time, unless they've got mm. gatekeepers, especially if you send it to their house. Now, if you contrast, let's say, an, a 90% open rate versus email, well, what's a good open rate for email? People will start doing cartwheels when they get to 25%. That means three out of four failed to get the recipient. You know, hello, that sucks. But direct mail, if you do it right like this, it's a 90% open rate. So yes, this is direct mail by another name, but because I'm kind of sneaking into the back door of people's heads <laughs> with this idea... They start trying it and lo and behold, it works for me. It works for my members. I just got an email yesterday from a member 
saying that she had mailed out 11 paper emails to people who had not responded to their regular emails. And one signed up for a demo of a very expensive piece of software. And if they close it, it's like twenty to $30,000 in lifetime revenue from a list of people who had not responded to traditional email. So what I suggest to anybody is that if people are ignoring your emails and they're you know, potentially high value clients, just try, try printing the thing sign it, put it in an envelope, and there you have a paper email. And there's more to it than that, but that's the idea, basically, in a nutshell. You can run with that today, and you're going to get not 100% response, and that's fine because you aren't getting that with email, but you're certainly going to get a higher response than just relying on email to do everything for you. I love that so much. And I think, if you don't mind, because this is the Traffic and Leads podcast, Uh and, you know, we talk a lot about online lead generation and building those lists and and doing everything electronically. I think Mm -hmm. we need to pull from this conversation that, like, yes, that's important, and it works, Mm -hmm. but if you want, like, a result today, pulling it offline and being a little more personal and not putting people, like, through a funnel, and if they're that important to you and they you know, and they are a real potential client, pull it offline. Don't send these automatic emails, but make it personal and they'll actually respond to you. Yeah, sure. So this is not in any of my tools. I'm just going to make this up on the spot right here for you. Ooh. This is an easy one. Cause again, I've everyone been, be quiet. Here goes Kevin. Okay. I got my start online in 1994. So of course I would prefer to do everything online. I'm actually an introvert by nature. And yeah, everyone, the, the, the magic, you know, the, the ideal dream business is you just sit in front of your computer and make money in your underwear. You never talk to a human. Yeah. Fine, but, you know, you know, newsflash, it's impossible. So if you do nothing else, if you're selling anything online to anybody, nine times out of 10, you're going to get the phone number, right, of someone who places a credit card order with you. Simply pick up the phone and call them as soon as the order comes in. I can tell you that most people don't do this. They think it's beneath them or they outsource it or worst of all, they just don't call their customers. So if you can, and I do this all the time when people order, you know, when people join marketing multipliers, for example, either I or my assistant calls them within about an hour and we just say, wow. thank you for giving it a try. And I can tell you, people are blown away by this. Wow, you, you, you called. Kevin Donlin called me. They think I'm a celebrity because they just you know, bought my stuff. And you're a celebrity to anyone who gives you their credit card number because they're trusting you with this very valuable piece of information, right? And they're giving you money. So just do, if you do nothing else but pick up the phone and call your, your buyers and thank them, you're going to see an increase in reselling, an increase in retention, increase in referrals, right? The three R's, resales, referrals, and retention. Call people. Costs you nothing but a minute or two. And if you can't be bothered, fine. Um, you know, get someone on your team to make phone calls. But that's the easiest, simplest, dead simplest way to make a really valuable, tangible connection with people who have found you online is to just pick up the phone and call them. And geez, you know, if you don't have time for that or you can't be bothered, well, maybe you're not serious about running a Building business. Building your business. Yeah. You've got a hobby. You probably don't have a business. You have a hobby. I love that, Kevin. Wonderful. Okay. Before you go, so is the Marketing Multipliers book just chapter after chapter of these amazing, wonderful, like tangible tips? Or do, I have to, or do we have to sign up for Marketing Multipliers <laughs> monthly plan to get those? Good. So you, there are two ways to get the book. You can go to Amazon. There are 11 tools inside and you can pay, I think it's $14.95 on Amazon. The book is Marketing Multipliers or... Um, if you go to marketingmultipliers.com, you can try a, a welcome box, a free trial box of marketing multipliers. You're going to get 11 tools in the mail. They're a little bit different combination that are in the book. 
but that's for a buck. You can try the first box for a buck and just reply to your email receipt and say, I heard you, Kevin, on the Traffic and Leads podcast uh, with Lindsay Anderson. If you do that, uh, just reply to your email and tell me that or tell me when I call you on the phone because you will get a phone call. I promise you. Just tell us you heard us. You heard about this on the Traffic and Leads podcast. I'll ship you a free copy of the book separately as a thank you for uh, finding me after this podcast. So you can get it for $14.95 on Amazon or for free uh, at www.marketingmultipliers.com. That is so cool. So are your best marketing multipliers in the book, Kevin? Well, the ones that were the best up until publication, which is in March, but, you know, <laughs> I, I come up with a new one every month. I force myself to. There's nothing like... You know, if you want to be accountable, have a very public deadline, right? So every month I have to come up with a new tool uh, without fail. I've been doing this for over two years now and it's a terrific challenge, but it's a lot of fun and uh, my members really like it. That is so cool. Wow. You've given a lot of really great value. So before you go, Kevin, I'm going to give you two minutes to tell us any anything else you didn't mention, maybe repeat your URLs and, and like anything else you want us to know. The stage is yours. Oh, well, thanks. Jeez. Um, never give an Irishman an open microphone. Oh, no. I mean, it's two minutes, Kevin. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Not 20? <laughs> no. Let me, My uh, internet will magically go out. Yeah, so How about that? No, I think um, for a lot of folks, you, you know, we want to have the funnel do the work for us. We want to have the system do it for us. I get that. I have systems myself. I have, uh, depending on how you find me, I have follow-up email systems that go out for, I think, 45 weeks in some cases, up to you know 75 emails. And that's fine. And that's terrific. But the way to get there is to have human interaction with your process. Phone conversations, it's by, it's by doing a post-mortem. Why didn't, you know, you didn't buy, fine. Well, you know, what were you hoping we could do for you? The more human interactions you can have with your prospects and your clients. And this is, of course, uh, inefficient, I guess you could say. It, 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 it can't be systematized. Someone's got to get on the phone. Someone's got to meet with people, talk with people. Someone's got to answer emails. But it's those little human interactions that help you find the areas of refinement that you can use to polish your systems. So what I would say, you know, I'm, I'm a systems guy, right? I mean, we, when I was working for FedEx 20 odd years ago, we were doing three, four, five, six hundred emails a day. I was all about systems. But when I would pick up the phone and maybe call one of the people who had written into FedEx, send an email, for example. And I said, I know you sent an email, but I found your phone number. Uh, this is Kevin Donlin, you know, webmaster for FedEx.com. It blew them away to get a phone call from the webmaster at FedEx.com. And I was able to get all this stuff, you know, when you talk to people live on the phone or in person, they're going to say 10 times more information and give you 10 times more information by, you know, verbal and nonverbal cues than you can ever get from an email. So I guess if I have, you know, one bit of parting advice for people, yes, you can be efficient with your systems, but don't be afraid to be inefficient when you're first setting up the systems and finding areas to tweak in the systems. It's all about making the interaction with other people as efficient as possible but without taking people out of the equation. Because the, the, the businesses that are faceless and try to do everything by email only or systems only, they don't stick around. Uh, it's the businesses that have you know the really sticky analog uh, human interactions with, with clients and customers. Those are the businesses that stick around. So I hope your listeners uh, want to run one of those type of businesses. I sure do. That is so awesome. Well, thank you again for sharing your knowledge today, Kevin. We really appreciate it. My pleasure, Lindsay. I hope uh, your listeners get some use out of this and uh, look forward to hearing from anyone who wants a free copy of the book.
I told you that was a really cool interview. And right here, Kevin sent me a copy of his book, Marketing Multipliers, and it's awesome. So make sure you go get that. He's really cool. Paper email, that was really awesome. Make sure you implement that in your business. I thought that was so clever, how we can start making more touches with our potential clients in a way that's not just online, just another online person, but he gave us some really cool ideas to bring more depth to those relationships. So that's why I really enjoyed interviewing Kevin. Make sure you go and check out theclicktechnique.com. If you like this episode, share it with a friend and make sure you leave us a review on iTunes. Until next time, this is One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. <laughs>